production of Pioneer Utility Resources. Story Connect, helping communicators discover ideas to shape their stories and connect with their customers. What are the latest trends when it comes to video? That's what we'll be talking about on this episode of Story Connect Podcast. My name is Andy Johns, your host with Pioneer, and I'm joined on this episode by Scott Meyer, who is the Director of Marketing with Innovative Systems. Scott, thanks for joining me again. Oh, always a pleasure to be here with you, Andy. Thank you. Now, we are here at Our Time, which is the center of the uh, rural broadband universe uh, this week here in San Diego with NTCA. And um, I apologize that my, uh, I, think, I think there's other stuff blooming out here in the uh, West Coast because I uh, may not have the, the quality, dulcet voice tones that you're used to hearing on this, uh, on this podcast, but we're going to get through it. And Scott is, uh, Scott is always a good guest. And these are always, Scott, some of the most popular episodes uh, that we have because I think there's a real knowledge for people to understand some of the, the data that you guys have on, on what folks are doing with video. Well, we put a lot of effort into this, Andy. Uh, we now do over 800 respondents to this study. And so it's all rural zip codes. So anything that is... Uh, from a metropolitan urban area, they don't count in this study. So we really think this is probably one of the most accurate studies given the size of the consumption behaviors of rural America with video and for broadband. When we, we say this study, we're talking about the, the broadband video study that uh, Innovative has, has put together. So let's go ahead and jump in then, Scott. What are some of the, the big takeaways when it comes to uh, video? Obviously, there's a lot of folks um, you know talking about video. We, we've seen folks um, some folks getting away from it, some folks still embracing it. There's, um, but, but what does the data suggest? Well, th- really, there's a couple of really key points from our study this year, and it, it hasn't changed over the years, the importance of local programming. And by local programming, I mean the alphabets, ABC, NBC, CBS, Fox, public television. And this year, uh, and we use a one to 10 scale uh, one being least important, 10 being the most important. This year we went to 8.6 level of importance and even the younger demographics in rural America find it's very important for them to be able to consume content from their local broadcast stations. So that's an, an, on a 1 to 10 scale they said it was 8.6 on the level of importance for those local channels. That's, that's interesting. Yeah, and, and really why that's so important is because the consumers in rural America have a challenge in accessing that over-the-air content with an antenna because way back when, when uh, television went digital, it shrunk the coverage area. So you can put an antenna on top of a house and maybe get one or two channels. So what that means for the rural consumer, the importance means they are going to go someplace to get that content. They're either gonna pay for it from a local video provider or they're gonna go over the top with a YouTube TV or Hulu Live. So let's talk before we, and I, I like that takeaway, before we go any further, let's talk a little bit, um, a little bit about the methodology or just kind of, kind of what you guys do to, to gather this data. Because I do think, like you said, it is, it is pretty unique to have this kind of, of, of data that's exclusively to rural. So let's talk a little bit about where, where it comes from and how you guys do this work. Excellent. Great question. And one of the things that I challenged our research firm to do last year was we wanted a demographic that closely matched the Rural Census Bureau on the on the demographic percentage breakdowns of you know 1834 you know 65 plus so we are within one percentage point of what rural America has for demographics according to the U.S. Census Bureau across all demographics so that for us 
eliminates any skews of let's say that you had you know a whole bunch of people in that 18 to 34 category well we we stop at like 16 percent so we match those percentages with the data and that sometimes requires us getting more respondents but it does create a fair uh, measure of those 800 people that we surveyed for the study that's smart Uh, i like that so jumping back into the results and the data, what else on the video side? So we know that the, the Alphabet channels, the local networks, those are important. What were some of the other takeaways on the video side that, that the, the survey or the study revealed? Well, one of the things I thought was really interesting is we had an 8% jump in the um, appreciation of being able to record TV programs. And I know that may seem kind of out there, but I mean, 71% of rural America find it's very important now to be able to record their programs, time-shifted viewing, and... That's an 8% jump from last year to this year? Correct. Interesting. Yeah, it really is. So so we think that there, there's a couple of factors in play now. Um, some people are, you know, some of you know, the YouTube TVs and, and Hulu Lies allow you to record, but our customers in rural America, the local video providers, who you guys serve as well, um, they've had that DVR capability for a long, long period of time. So, so we just think that that's probably enhanced people's uh, uh, perception and use of time-shifted viewing. Interesting. I was trying to figure that out. Maybe, maybe the last couple of years they've been home all the time, so they didn't have to record TV. But now that they're going back out in the world, maybe now it's more important. I, I don't know. But right. and there's and I, I it just reminded me. There's one other thing I thought was really interesting is we had a first-time question this year of whether or not because I don't know if you're familiar, well, a lot of people are starting familiar with fast, free ad-supported television, and it's an over-the-top product that's free with commercials. So we asked people about that, and nearly three-quarters said they would prefer having the ability to fast-forward through commercials rather than watching free ad-supported TV with no ability to fast-forward through the commercials. Interesting. Say, say, say that one again, just in case folks are driving or doing something else. So I think that's, that's cool. Say that again. Okay. So, so basically, basically what, what's, you know, there's, well, for example, probably make it a better, uh, better understanding. Um, Netflix launched ad supported. It's not going well. And this really meshes with how, how people feel, especially in rural America is if they're going to watch content, they really don't want the commercials. But with live alphabet networks, as we talked about, it's very important to rural America. They have the ability to fast forward through those if they're using time-shifted viewing, which there's an increase of that as well. But with free ad-supported television, you, you have to watch the commercials. So we think that, that that really does play well for our customers, our traditional video customers, because they have those capabilities to be able to record Fast forward through most of the programmers allow recorded DVR programming to be able to fast forward through it. But the new wave of FAST, you can't do it. I want us to come back to video in a minute, but there are some really interesting satisfaction uh, things that you found out on the broadband side, or um, I guess the satisfaction applies uh, both ways to to video and to the broadband, but I did want to jump into those, um, and then we'll come back to video later, but I thought uh, some of the findings on the customer satisfaction, particularly on the the price um, for broadband, that that was interesting, that kind of catches a snapshot of of where we are right now. It is. 
One of the questions we've always asked in the seven years that we've done this study is for those who are the least satisfied with, with their video or their internet, what is the biggest pain point for their dissatisfaction? And it's always been for both video and broadband price. This is the first time ever where the broadband respondents who are least satisfied did not have price as their biggest complaint. It was poor, inconsistent internet speed. So that was really surprising, showing us, if you read between the lines, that our customers out there in rural America, they really are desiring a better quality internet speed. Yeah, and I think that's, that's really an important finding because that speaks to where broadband and, and reliable connection has gone from a nice to have to a must have and a have to have. And I think it's a good sign for the folks that y'all work with, our, our members, everybody, that, that folks are willing to pay a little more to, to, or at least not be as price sensitive if they know that the, um, the, the service is going to work and, and be a, a good connection for them. Absolutely. And keep in mind that these are the customers that are the least satisfied. And if they're dissatisfied with speed, then that is, that is a, a, a very important piece of data. In fact, um, one-third of all respondents on our study said that they would prefer a much faster speed and would be willing to pay for it. That should be music to a lot of folks' uh, ears there, but um, that's interesting because that's, that's something that, that you would kind of heard in some demographics over the years, uh, but it sounds like it's going more and more uh, mainstream. What are some of the other takeaways, uh, whether on, on satisfaction or uh, anything else on the, on the broadband side? Well, one of the things that kind of tie together broadband and video is 63% of rural Americans actually bundle internet and TV service. And that's across all demographics. So why is that important to, to the people that are primarily listening to this podcast is, is a, there's some of, some of the providers are going into, and a lot of the providers are going into other markets with a broadband only play. And that's fine, there's nothing wrong with that, but where they run into a problem is if there's a competitor in that market that offers both video and broadband, it's a tough sell to get somebody from cable company A to drop their broadband, keep their TV with cable company A, and then go to rural telco B to just get broadband. It's, it's, it's just too much work and they get, they've got two bills now. Well, and the cable company usually does their best to make sure that it's just not economically feasible to do that. Because usually, you know, what, what we've seen with folks is it may be $120 for your, your, your TV service, your cable service, and internet. But if you drop the internet, it's still 100 bucks. So there's, you know, they, they do that on purpose. They're making it where it's hard to, to drop. And we've, we've had to work with a lot of people to help them do an education campaign and really help folks understand how to do the over-the-top, like you said, if they're not doing a TV play. Uh, just to help folks move over because when you're used to just flipping channels like that for 20, 30 years, um, you know, it's a different, a different mindset to have to, to learn a new platform. Absolutely. So, so our advice to companies, if, if that's the way they're going to go, they need to lower their take rate expectations. They absolutely have to because they're not going to get that bundled up TV and broadband customer to just drop and, and, and it just isn't going to work. Well, Scott, as we're, we're wrapping up here, if, um, before everybody comes in here to the, the expo where we are recording here at NTC as our time conference, uh, any other takeaways or anything else you wanted to be sure to add and, uh, b before, we, before we get going? 
No, I think that's that's uh, probably the biggest thing is that you really need to do your research when you're, you're expanding your product lines and and don't be afraid to you know do focus groups. I know I know your company does focus groups. Uh, I think they need to reach out to you guys and and do those focus groups and find out what your customers want because that's really important. And then um, we would like to make the study available to people, and I'm sure you will arrange for that through the podcast. We can give them an email address. We can offer the full study. Yeah, we could put that down in the the show notes and uh, we can we can make sure that um, uh, that that's accessible. So we'll put that there. Um, Great. Well, Scott, um, last thing, I guess, if, if you have folks who are thinking about uh, video or trying to decide what to do, what, what advice would you have for them, whether they're, they're in it or whether they're thinking about it, uh, as we're trying to navigate this, the world of, of how things are looking going forward, what advice do you have for folks if they're, they're, they're thinking about video or um, uh, just kind of looking down the road? I really think, like I mentioned earlier, they need, they need to talk to their customers, find out what's important to them before making any decisions. And if, if you do that, you're gonna have the confidence to be able to do the right thing and keep your customers satisfied. He is Scott Meyer, the Director of Marketing with Innovative Systems. I'm your host, Andy Johns with Pioneer. And until we talk again, keep telling your story. Story Connect is produced by Pioneer Utility Resources, a communications cooperative that is built to share your story. Story Connect is engineered by Lucas Smith of Lucky Sound Studio 